Hi there, fourth grade. This is Dr. Spatera back with you reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Wrecking Ball. And we're on the next part of the story. This is going into the month of May now, on a Saturday. The great thing about this edition is that it gives me something to brag about to rally on our way to school. I told him how our new kitchen is going to have granite countertops and a tile floor and brand new appliances, but instead of getting jealous, he acted happy for me, so I don't understand what kind of game he's playing. Rowley's house is newer than ours, and it's a lot bigger, too. And that's not right, because Rowley's an only child, so he doesn't even need all that room. Back when Rowley first moved in, I told him we should trade houses to make things more fair. Rowley thought that was a good idea, but unfortunately, his dad didn't. And I think that's what got me and Mr. Jefferson started off on the wrong foot. Anyway, I'm actually getting kind of excited for construction to begin, because it's going to be nice having some more space. But I guess they've got to do a bunch of paperwork before they can get started for real. Dad wants to fix a few things around the house before construction begins anyway, and he wants me and Roderick to help him. Dad says once me and Roderick get our own places, we're going to have to know how to do repairs ourselves. I keep telling Dad that by the time we're his age, we won't have to fix things ourselves, but he never seems to want to hear it. Whenever Dad tries to teach me how to do something new, I always have trouble following along. A couple of weeks ago, he showed me and Roderick how to change a tire, but I guess I lost interest when he started talking about lug nuts and air pressure. Dad was frustrated I wasn't paying attention, and he asked me what I was going to do if I ever get stuck by the side of the road with a flat tire. I told him I'm planning on buying a whistle, and I'll just blow it if I ever need help. I guess that was the wrong answer, though, because once since then, Dad's been on my case to learn how to do things for myself. Dad said he was going to teach me how to snake a drain, which didn't sound fun to me. And when I found out it was a plumbing thing, I got scared. I've had a fear of plumbing ever since I was a little kid. It's all because I overheard mom and dad talking outside my bedroom just after we moved in. What I didn't know then was that grout is the gritty stuff between the bathroom tiles. But when my mom said the word, it put a picture in my mind. Since I'd never seen the grout before, I figured I must hi it must hide in the pipes whenever I walked into the bathroom, so that made me nervous around faucets and drains. I was scared that one day the grout was going to grab one of my ankles when I was in the shower and pull me down the drain, and I didn't feel safe in Mom and Dad's bathroom either because I figured the grout could just slither through the pipes and get me in there if, I if it wanted to. I thought maybe I could at least stop the grout from getting out of the faucets by blocking them. So one day I went around the house putting balloons over all the nozzles, which turned out to be a pretty dumb move now that I think about it. I knew I needed a way to defend myself if the grout ever came after me while I was using the bathroom, and I found the perfect weapon in the cabinet under the sink. From then on, if I was in the bathroom, I was armed. But later I started to worry that the grout might slip out of the bathroom and get me in my bedroom. And a few times I was sure it was actually right there in the room with me. But when I woke up in the morning, the grout was gone. Finally, I told my mom I was too scared to sleep alone because I was afraid of the grout. Mom thought the whole thing was hilarious and showed me what grout really was. Then she told me that a monster is only real if you believe in it, and if I stopped thinking the grout was real, it would disappear. I realized that was exactly what the grout would want me to think, and I wondered if the grout was actually pretending to be mom. So from that point on, I kept my bedroom door locked just in case. Eventually, 
I guess I did stop believing in the grout. Well, at least until today, when Dad unclogged the drain and pulled out a glob of hair. And for me, that was all the proof I needed. I spent the rest of the day locked in my room, and that was where I planned on staying, at least until Dad took my door off the hinges with a screwdriver. I didn't even know you could do that, so Dad should be happy because he actually taught me something new today. Sunday. This morning, Dad woke me and Roderick up early and told us we had to go with him to the home improvement store. He said he had a day's day of chores lined up for us and we needed to get some supplies. It's been a while since we went to the home improvement store and the last time we were there, we got kicked out. That's because Manny used the toilet that was on the display floor. Dad went off to find stuff to fix the washing machine and he sent me and Roderick to get some other things like wood stain and paintbrushes. I'll tell you this, if there's ever a zombie invasion or something like that, I'm heading straight for the home improvement store because there's stuff in there that can do some serious damage. When we got back home, Dad told me and Roderick we were going to stain the deck. He said we'd have to paint around the hot tub since it was too heavy to move. Honestly, I wish we never got the hot tub because that thing has been nothing but trouble. This winter, the hot tub almost killed me, not once, but twice. One night, we had a big storm, and the strap holding down the hot tub cover came undone, so Dad told me I had to go out there and fix it. After I got on all my winter gear, I went outside to deal with this thing. The cover was flapping around like crazy, and it wasn't easy trying to wrestle it back down. And just when I thought I had it, a big gust of wind came and blew the cover clear off the deck. But I was still holding on to the cover, so I went flying with it. If there hadn't been three feet of snow on the ground, that would have been it for me. After I checked to make sure I didn't have any broken bones, I dragged the cover through the snow and up, up the stairs. And by the time I got to the top, I was completely exhausted. But that's not the end of the story. The hose Dad used to fill the hot tub was running down the stairs, and it was frozen solid. So when I stepped on the hose, I slid all the way back down to the bottom and almost broke my neck on the landing. Roderick's had problems with the hot tub, too. He used it all winter, but had a bad habit of falling asleep in it, so Mom would always have to make sure he wasn't still outside when she went to bed for the night. But one time, Mom forgot to check on Roderick before she went to sleep and didn't realize he was out there until morning. It took something like two weeks for Roderick's skin to smooth out so he could stop looking like a prune. And during that time, his high school had their yearbook pictures taken. A few months back, Dad drained the hot tub and there hasn't been any water in it since. I'm just hoping we get rid of that thing before it causes any serious damage. While we were staining the deck near the hot tub today, I heard a buzzing noise and thought maybe someone accidentally left the heater running. So I lifted the cover to check, and as soon as I did, I knew I was in trouble. Some wasp had made a nest under the cover, and now they were all stirred up. If I made a sudden move, I was going to get stung. I didn't know what to do, but Roderick made the decision for me. The wasp went berserk, and I dropped the hot tub cover and ran for it. Somehow, me and Roderick both managed to get inside without getting stung. We were really lucky because I've read that wasp can sting you multiple times, unlike a regular honeybee, which can only sting you once. I wonder what it's like knowing that if you sting someone, you'd die. 
If I was a honeybee, I'd be tempted to use my stinger every day, especially if I was surrounded by bees my age. But if I went through my whole life without ever using my stinger, I'm sure I'd end up regretting it. This afternoon, Dad wanted to know why me and Roderick weren't still outside staining the back deck. Roderick told him about the wasp, but left out the part about spraying their nest with the hose. Then Dad said he had another job for us in the front yard. He said the gutters were clogged and needed cleaning, so we had to get out the ladder, get the ladder out of the garage. Cleaning the gutters is my least favorite chore because it's always me who has to climb up the ladder. Dad won't do it anymore because the last time he did, he had a run-in with a squirrel. So now Roderick won't go up on the ladder either. He says the person who's the lightest has to do it because they won't get hurt as bad if they fall. Roderick even drew a diagram to show me the science behind it. And if that was supposed to make me feel better, it didn't. We got the ladder out of the garage and carried it to the front yard. Then we leaned it against the roof and Roderick held the base in place so I could climb up. When I got to the top, I started scooping the muddy slop from the gutters into the trash bag I was holding in my other hand. That meant I couldn't really hold on to the ladder, and it was hard to keep my balance. After I cleared out that section, I climbed down and we moved the ladder to another spot. But on my fourth trip up, I noticed the ladder felt a little more wobbly than usual. I yelled down to Roderick to hold the ladder steady, but I didn't get any response. And when I looked to see if he was on his phone or something, he wasn't even there. And that's when I looked through the bathroom window and saw Roderick inside the house. I knocked on the glass to get his attention, but I must have leaned over too far because the ladder started tilting to one side. It was too late for me to try and climb all the way back down, so the only place to go was up. I climbed to the top of the ladder and grabbed the edge of the roof with both hands, then pulled myself up onto it. I did it just in time, too, because the second I stepped off the ladder, it went crashing to the ground. So now I was stuck on the roof with no way to get back down. I yelled out, hoping Mom or Dad would hear me, but I was pretty sure Dad was in the laundry room fixing the washing machine, and I hadn't seen Mom all morning. Then I spotted Mr. LaRocca driving his lawnmower out of his shed, and I thought I was saved. I tried shouting to him, but he couldn't hear me over the sound of the mower. I figured I could get Mr. LaRocca's attention by throwing some of the goop from the gutters in front of his mower to get him to stop and look up. So I scooped some sludge and aimed for a spot in Mr. LaRocca's path, but I guess I misjudged a little because I nailed the mower with a direct hit. And believe me, I couldn't make that shot again if I had a hundred more tries. Mr. LaRocca stopped his mower and tried to figure out where the ambush came from. I decided maybe it wasn't so bad to be stuck on the roof after all, and I scrambled to the other side where he wouldn't be able to see me. I hid behind the chimney, which is the only shady place on the roof, and even there it was pretty hot. I knew I could be in for a long wait, and after a while, I started worrying about getting dehydrated. So I took off most of my clothes because I didn't want to sweat too much. I thought that if I got really desperate, I might be able to wring some moisture out of my socks, but I was really hoping it wouldn't come to that. I knew that if I didn't do something to save myself, they'd eventually find me in one of those satellite photos. It was too far to jump down, so that was out of the question. And even if I landed on the back deck without killing myself, those wasps would probably finish me off. Then I remembered there was a window on the side of the house above the garage. So I lowered myself down from the roof onto the ledge, which was barely within reach. Luckily, the window was not locked. I opened it just enough for me to fit inside, and I squeezed through. The window led to Mom and Dad's bathroom, and the ledge was right above their toilet.
I put one foot down on the top of the toilet tank, and I tried to put my other foot down on the top of the lid, but I didn't notice the seat was up until it was too late. So now my ankle was stuck, and I couldn't pull my foot out, no matter how hard I tried. I guess I was making a lot of noise trying to get myself free, because that's when I found out where Mom had been all this time. And it really wasn't fun explaining the situation to Dad when he came in the bathroom. So it wasn't a great day for me. But the good news is, Mom said from now on, we're getting our gutters cleaned by professionals.